Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, a big Saturday full of college football right there, and guess what we learned? We learned that home field advantage is a powerful thing. Yep, Toledo beat BYU at home in the morning, and then in the evening, Utah, Utah State, even Weaver State. Everybody won at home. In the bad weather and all that stuff, they were able to, to grind it out. We're going to start uh, this morning with uh, Washington State, who loses to the Utes, falls to 0-2. Urban Meyer, before the game, was saying, whoever loses this game is through. They're done. And that's Washington State. It was 14-13 late in the second quarter. The Utes score right before the half. They go up 21-13. They outscore them 17-0 in the second half. Utah finishes the game with the last 24 points of the contest, and they get the win. And Mike Leach afterwards saying, hey, the team was tough a year ago. It's many of the same guys, but they're soft now. Called them entitled. It was brutal. We're going to listen to some of his uh, post-game thoughts. Now, you got to keep in mind, his team was ahead 49-17, at home against UCLA, and the Bruins were 0-3 and had lost 9 to the last 12. And UCLA finished that game over the last quarter and a half, roughly, on a 50-14 to run. The Utes finished this game over the final 30-plus minutes, 33, 35 minutes, whatever it was. Uh, they finished on a 24-0 run with a touchdown late in the second quarter and then 17-0 in the second half. Mike Leach, not liking the way his team's handling themselves in the middle of games. Here's his post-game thoughts. It's difficult to say because you saw a pretty tough football team play a very soft football team. And, uh, you know, and it's difficult to say how tough Utah is because they had token resistance on both sides of the ball for us. And, um, well, we're a very soft team. You know, we get a lot of good press. We like to read it a lot. Uh, We like to pat ourselves on the back. Um, you know, and if we get any resistance, we fold. And what's amazing about this is um, uh, most of these guys were on the same team last year that was a tough team. Last year's team was a tough team for us. Um, and uh, we got nearly the same guys, and now all of a sudden they're not tough. You know, they're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. So... I don't know if it's that. I think it's more individual than that. I think we've got a bunch of free agents running around there that think they're pretty special. And then, you know, as soon as something doesn't go their way, they want to pout. So I, I, think, I think it's more collectively soft. I, think they, <clears throat> I really think that over the offseason, despite the fact we had incredibly hard work in the <clears> – <throat> and we did work hard in the offseason and we worked hard in camp – um, then I think we get to the season, and I think um, some collection of sitting around the apartments all the time, talking about how great we're going to be, eventually it evolves to how easy it's going to be. And then as soon as we face resistance, I mean, you know, we, 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 we don't even fight it. Yeah, you know, we didn't fight it today. And, and then what, instead what we did is pout. And so then when we pout, then they think, oh, Look, he's pouting. Somebody's going to feel sorry for him. No, they don't think that. That's not what they think. They think, oh, you're a really soft person. And and, and, and coaching-wise, we failed to get through to him. I mean, I didn't see <coughs> too much pouting among coaches, but collectively, starting with me, we failed to get through to him. I mean, we've let them evolve into a soft team, and they are soft. How difficult is it to make a soft team into a tough team? 
Well, I think that um, at some point they have to embrace the effort themselves. I think they, you know, have to <clears throat> look at themselves and, you know, you know what, uh, what somebody is or who somebody is is uh, what they think about when nobody's around. And, uh, uh, you know, whatever we're doing with, that re with regard to that right now is not good. So... We weren't even close. Uh, I, I think we're. I think I think we're soft. I think we go out there and play street ball and do our own thing. I don't think we listen to the call necessarily. Uh, then I think guys just run around and do whatever they want to do. And I think <coughs> we have to <coughs> we have to examine how we're getting the calls in because I think I think uh, a certain number were we got them in slow. So how much can you change in two weeks? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait two weeks and find out. Yeah, he's about like the rest of them. You know, he didn't pout at all. Continued to try to lead. I thought he got aggressive and forced a couple. Well, he's he's been good for a long time. I think he's been pretty good and kind of. <clears throat> the key to their offense for a long time and uh, played good today. I'd say, well, you know, like I say, I mean, they deserve a great deal of credit, but uh, I'm more curious, you know, how he does if he's offered any resistance, which I, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to think he played extremely well and extremely tough, but knowing what we did on our end, it's difficult for me to uh, confirm that with a hundred percent certainty. Going into the week, you know, tackling, ball security, special teams are sort of the three things you wanted to work on. Despite how tonight went, do you feel like there was heavy made in the department's uh, uh Well, we had good ball security. We had bad tackling. Uh, what was the other? Special teams. No, we were better. We are improved on special teams. There's Mike Leach after the Utes beat Washington State and said it was really hard to assess how good the Utes were because his guys were so lousy. That was harsh. But they're 0-2 in conference, so I guess it's time for tough love, right? All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back later this hour, we're going to hear from the Cougars. We're going to hear from the Utes. Coming up next, we're going to hear from the Aggies' Gary Anderson. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. So Utah State gets it done. They get the win. Uh, Gary Anderson's guys uh, made some mistakes, fell behind early, fell behind actually multiple times in the first half, but down 21-14, they rally and they end up winning the game 34-24. to uh, Problem number one, plain and simple, they just turned the ball over too many times. They had a couple fumbles, they had a couple picks, Jordan Love threw a pick six, they got to knock off the turnovers. Jordan Love's got to do it, they got to, you know, ball security and all that stuff. You're very fortunate when you turn the ball over four times, you win the game. 
And the biggest thing that happened for them there is they got three takeaways, so they were only really minus one in turnovers. And, yes, they gave up a pick six, but at the end of the game, the last score was uh, they ripped the ball away and, and ran it in for a touchdown. So officially it's a fumble, although it wasn't fumbled. It was just stripped away. So they did enough to get it done and get the win, uh, which is an important thing. So they get the conference win. They beat Colorado State 34-24. But they made mistakes that they won't get away with against better teams, and they got to go play LSU next weekend non-conference game at Death Valley. But, you know, you're going to conference games down the line. Are you going to get get away with that against Air Force? Probably not. Are you going to get away with that against Boise State? <laughs> no, probably not. they got to fix some of this stuff. Here's Gary Anderson, his post-game thoughts. And uh, like most coaches, you know, you can point out the negative. Our guys have a lot to improve on. But it's always better to learn from a win than learn from a loss. And they did get the win. Here's Gary Anderson. Felt like we watched a uh, heavyweight fight out there. Those guys exchanging haymakers out there. That was probably about as physical and emotional a game as we've seen in a while. What was it like from your perspective? Uh, a lot like that. <laughs> that was that was crazy. Um, you know, she's just just the fighting these kids and you know both teams. It's not easy to do that. Yeah, you, you, you go through your your plan and you're getting ready for a game and you're doing all this stuff and all of a sudden it's all uprooted and it's gone away and you know they're over there in the indoor warming up and we warm up here and go back in the locker room and um, a very very nice locker room I would say by the way that we have uh, but you know it just it uproots the kids a little bit in the plan so both teams I thought handled that very very well but uh, and handled the weather for the most part but you know we're we're, uh, we're fortunate at the end of the day that uh, we got a bunch of tough kids that want to fight and grind and don't get their head down and you know don't pout when something doesn't go their way they just keep on battling and fighting Fighting, and that's the that's the true colors of this of this this football team, and that's what uh, you know. It's what we expect as coaches, but uh, that doesn't mean it's going to happen just because we expect it. Uh, to win a game at five turnovers, two um, is you know that your chances of winning that game are you know almost almost zero, maybe maybe seven to nine, ten percent, maybe. Um, so, but we did it, and uh, they just kept on battling, fighting, and making plays. And, it was it was a wild night, and some special players. Players make plays. Players win games. We had some special players make some special plays tonight that allowed us to win. I was going to ask you about that, coach. I mean, the turnovers, the block kick, and, and you just keep battling and finding different ways to to win ball games. It's it, it, the second half defense was lights out. The running game in the second half was incredible, and then obviously the defense getting the three turnovers there in the, the third and fourth quarter was absolutely huge. Yeah, it, it was. It was, uh, you know, Woody's. <laughs> Woody makes another one of those plays. Uh, you know, wish we'd have had this. We'd let him have the first one. He did that, yeah. but uh, they didn't let him have that one. But they let him have this one. So uh, that was that was a huge play for him, and uh, I'm happy for him to be able to make that. But you're right. It was in the second half. It was a team effort, and you know, just their eyes were good. Their competitiveness was good. They made made a few adjustments at halftime with the coaches, and I thought they did a nice job of handling that. Which is that's their job is to uh, do that when. Uh, they need to do it at the halftime, and it was great to see them make those adjustments, and, the, and then the kids to be able to go out and, and uh, you know, execute those uh, at, a, at a pretty high level in, in very adverse situations. But it's just, you know, you just—it's—it's it's so rewarding as 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 a fan, um, as a coach, and I'm all of those things. Um, in this situation when I sit and watch those kids play, but to see them keep battling in adverse situations um, all around them, um, except for that great crowd we have. And I want to say that was awesome. Um, yeah. That's not a bunch of, that's not a bunch of uh, fun, I guess, is not the right word. Hopefully we made it fun to go sit there in that rain and be drenched. But uh, to sit in that situation and come to support us that way, and they were loud, uh, they were absolutely fantastic. So, you know, I'm proud of the kids, and thank you fans who were a big part of that victory. Gary Anderson joining us here on the Aggie Post Game Show. 
Uh, a lot of great individual performances, but Gerald Bright with 37 carries and over 170 yards, and and he knew he had to do it with uh, Warren out of the game, and uh, and what a yeoman's effort from that young man. Yep, there's absolutely no doubt, and it's it, to see him be able to do that and just have to carry the load and just keep on grinding and grinding and grinding. He got, you know, that's it's it's fun for him to have that experience and for us to see him have that experience his, his senior year because he has trained so hard and just been such a great uh, leader of this of this football team. Um, from day one, from January, whatever the first day was, when we walked in here in the team meeting, he has been the, the, uh, just an awesome leader and a leader of these young kids. And to have him have that success his senior year and you know 179 yards. And don't forget the long run in there was 15 yards. So yeah. that is a grinder, grinder, 179 yards. Usually when the kids have 179 yards, you know, they bust one for 60 or 70 or a big one's in there, but there's not a big one. So um, that young man is going to be very tired and very sore tomorrow. And um, we'll get some good food in his belly if he needs an extra. <laughs> meal he can call me tonight and i'll buy him 10 more and uh, put him to bed and tuck him in and give him a big kiss hey coach uh um, he earned it. He did. He did. Maybe not the you. kiss. <laughs> uh, maybe we can come down and get yeah, one of yeah, those. Coach is like, I'll pass on that. <laughs> Gerald's like, I'll pass on that. Hey, Coach, I, I, a couple of questions about special teams. I mean, you, did you game plan for the, the, the kick return for, from Scarver, no matter where he was going to catch it? Well, Stacy did. Um, you know, he says it in the special teams meeting. I'll be quite honest. Uh, under my breath, I said, why are we bringing that out? But, uh, <laughs> I'll be completely honest, but it all worked out. In fact, I think it was probably loud enough for a couple of kids to hear it, too, on the sidelines. <laughs> so, um, But, you know, that, that kid is a special talent, and when you get an opportunity to take your shots, um, he just he has that he has that it um, for doing that, you know. And um, it, was, it was really, really uh, – disheartening to get that punt blocked you know that was that wasn't blocked by one guy it looked like there was probably four guys that had a chance at that block that punt so it, that was poor and it'll come again now we better be ready for that to come and hit us again but uh, the big field goal that was yeah. right in his comfort range um you know on a nice sunny day at 75 degrees and uh maybe a little wind behind his back but uh you know that that wasn't the case it was a little windy a lot of wet and uh the kid stepped up and did exactly what he's supposed to do and and kicked that one through it was awesome to see those three kids um, execute that moment and the good protection he had to kick that through so special teams had some real positive things obviously and you know you uh you get 10 points and you win by 10 and that's what we got on special teams but unfortunately we gave them you know the opportunity to, to block a punt so keep working as a team effort in that area also yeah i was going to mention the the eberly field goal i mean that was a 48 yarder that was a thing of beauty and then you gotta you know after the callister block kick he had four kicks inside the ten, the twenty, including the one before the Woody strip uh, return for the touchdown that he pinned him back at the four yard line. So he did a nice job after that of of, of uh, you know giving you good field position. Yes, he absolutely did, and that, that was great to have the offense you know punch some runs in there and punch a hole in them a couple times to get a couple first downs and give Pierce an opportunity to get that one up in the air and. You know, we got it up in the air, and it landed right there. We had a couple kids waiting for it. That, that was huge. I mean, th- those are huge momentum swings, and, you know, um, obviously that was a big part of uh, defense and them having that personnel group out on the field for Colorado State, and we were able to make a big play with the strip from Woody and the, and the run for the touchdown. So um, I'm proud of Pierce to walk in there in that situation and, and deliver the way he did. How much overall did the weather impact this game? 
Oh, I think it was substantial, um, you know, for, for our offense. And we have to really continue as we go through time. And you know, so it's hard to flip things upside down uh, right, you know, right in the middle of the season or, or even um, uh, a year in advance or whatever you have. But, uh, you know, we need to understand we're going to get into these games and we need to feel comfortable that we can run the ball successfully regardless of the situation. And, you know, you, you guys, we've talked many, many times, and people are going to load the box and play man coverage. And it was no different tonight. And it was good to see to have some success because that's what it was. It was the same thing as it was last year. It's the same thing it was last weekend against San Diego State. There's not all the, the stemming and the moving. That It's a different style that San Diego State plays, but the coverage is the same. It's We're going to play man free. We're going to put a post player in the middle of the field, play some cover two sometimes, and you got to beat us um, maybe plus one in the box a lot of the times, and we were able to do it. So I think that, that was substantial in the weather um, uh, because they said, okay, Congratulations! Try to run the football, and you know they did the same thing on offense, and we kind of same said the same thing on defense. So it was it was a factor, um, and it was it came down. But it, when it cleared up, um, it was good. We were able to take advantage of it a little bit. Hey, Coach uh, held him to four of sixteen on third downs. That's always one of your big keys. But I'm I'm really curious. At halftime, Nate Craig Myers, uh, their wide receiver, had three catches for ninety-seven yards. Yes. And he ended with three catches for 97 yards. What was the uh, adjustment you made at halftime on that young man? Well, uh, myself, none. I thought the coaches, again, <laughs> the coaches did a tremendous job of, you know, they caught us in uh, in, in cover two. Um, and, uh, you know, not to get too technical, it's, it's a great job by really good offensive coaches. They got good coaches at Colorado State, obviously, and they got good players. And if you give them an opportunity that, you know, you get caught in something and uh, – they, they caught us on the big run that went all the way, the big pass that went down to the one-yard line, and it was schemed up very well by them. And that's football, you know. But our coaches did a nice job of recognizing it from the box, seeing it, understanding what the issue was, and gave the, kid, the kids an opportunity to be able to adjust themselves. Um, some of it was by disguising pre-snap and giving them an opportunity to not know what we were in or be guessing what we were in, um, or by changing the leverage of the corner, playing inside or outside, and kind of mixing that up to, again, deceive the quarterback or give him some issues in his own mind and quite quite frankly, receiver, so it's just not a clean, you know, get out and here we go and we got a shot against this zone coverage. And uh, the kids took the adjustments, and that's what matters. The kids took the adjustments and they executed it, which was great to see that. Coach, uh, we'll let you uh, get dried and uh, enjoy this one, and uh, we'll chat with you again next week. Yes, we will, guys. Uh, appreciate again. Appreciate everybody being there. It was it was very, very big part of that football game to have the, the crowds of the kids were really excited when they came out and they saw those fans there. So appreciate you all. Go Aggies. There's Gary Anderson after the Aggies pick up the win, 34-24 over Colorado State. When we come back, we'll hear from the Utes and Cougars and talk about their games. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, TJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. So BYU goes to Toledo and gets beat. They lose to a MAC team. They are now 2-2 two and two in their last four games against the MAC, all in the Kalani Sataki era, and that is just not the look the Cougars are going for, that the fans are going for. It'll get used against them in negative recruiting. They were up 14-3 in the third quarter, and it looked like they had a chance to win the game, possibly to win it going away, but certainly to win the game, and possibly just blow Toledo out. And instead... 
Toledo comes back and ties the game up at 14. When the Cougars retake the lead, they tie it at 21. And then when it should have gone to overtime, there was a pick, and it's 28-21. Toledo gets the win and gets out of there. Now, BYU actually did win the takeaway battle. Uh, they forced three turnovers in this game. So that was, uh, that was all positive. Uh, one of them came on a muff punt. Diane Gunwalak, who uh, scooped it up, and that set up the, uh, the second touchdown. But not enough. And we'll listen to Diane Gunwalak now. Here, he, here are his postgame thoughts after Toledo comes back rallies and beats BYU 28-21. Were you guys just letting them score there? To- no, we're, we're not going to let them just score. Like, well, you get the ball back that way. But still, we try to get a stop. Like He got in. Obviously, we had time to score, and we just didn't stop him. That was a good run by him and physical run. Defensively, it seemed that you guys, you know, there was a big difference between the first half and the second half. What kind of adjustments made it more difficult for you guys to stop the offense from moving the ball and scoring points in the second half. It wasn't even like it wasn't even like big difference on their part, but they just like I said, their quarterback got them out of a lot of trouble. Uh, when things weren't open, he made a play, just ran the ball, and so we had to do a better job in containing him. What did you see on Chaz's strip there at the end? Chaz played a good game, and like playmakers make plays, and he's a playmaker, and we got to have a lot more of that in all four quarters. And, we just have to do a better job. That's all it is. We've got to finish the game. What do you, how do you, what do you build off of from this one? How do you, how do you take it moving forward? Just don't take any team for granted. Everyone was talking about how four games, the first four games are going to be the toughest, but the season is all, it's all going to be tough. Like Teams aren't just going to come out there and like, think they're not going to win. Like Everyone's thinking they're going to win. So it's like, we've got to come out there and just every, every game is going to be a dogfight, and we just got to fight harder. There's Dan Gunwalaku after... The Toledo win, the come-from-behind win. You know, the funny thing is that, um, you know, for everything that went wrong in that game, they moved the ball. They, they threw the ball. They had like 345 yards passing. The run game wasn't as good without Tyson Williams, but they still ran for 101 yards. So they end up like, what, about 450 yards of offense. I mean, that's a lot of offense. <laughs> a, it should have been more than 21 points. They missed a couple field goals. Um you know, maybe they should have finished those drives and not been kicking field goals. They won the turnover battle three to one, and it still wasn't enough. It's a head scratcher, coulda, woulda, shoulda, and all that stuff. Uh, Mike Simon was part of that passing attack. Had four catches for thirty-five yards. Here are his post-game thoughts. Tough situation for him to come in. You know, kind of his first opportunity as a true quarterback, and you know, gave you guys at least a shot there on the last play. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I mean, he's he works hard in practice, and he's always ready for for his time. And uh, and yeah, he put us in a good position. Uh, you know, really really hard position trying to move, go go the length of the field in whatever fifty seconds. But uh, yeah, he gave us a shot. That's all you can ask for. When you guys took over after the fumble uh, after Chaz's strip. Uh, was it all talk being aggressive, going down and trying to score? Was there any talk of maybe playing for overtime? Or no, nah, we, we were we were we were going to go score. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were going to be aggressive and, and go score and win the game. Yeah, well, Kalani may mention that uh, you know Zach most likely won't be playing the next game. It will be Jaron's Jaron's game against South Florida. How confident are you guys in? Jaron, you know, taking the helm and, and leading you guys to a victory. He's super confident. I know the type of work he's put in all offseason, you know, just back to spring ball when Zach was out and you know, the type of player that he is. And then, and then, like, you know, we got two weeks to prepare, so I know he'll be ready and we'll, we'll have his back and we'll be, we'll be good to go. 
what was that emotion like when that you had that last, you know, the only turnover of the game because you'd just gotten on that high, an opportunity to go win it, and then all of a sudden it's going the other way, and just, you know, that's that's a heartbreaking moment. Yeah, uh, definitely is. Um, you know, really swing of emotion of, of happiness for, you know, our defense getting the ball back for us. And I, I, was, I was confident we were going to be able to move the ball down and then just, you know, it happened and got the pick, and it was just... You know, it was just, yeah, frustration. And, uh, but you kind of had to stay ready because we knew we would have gotten the ball back. Um, and we did, and we just, yeah, almost, almost made it happen. Did they tell you guys what's wrong with Zach in the locker room or anything? No, I, I, don't, I don't know. And I didn't even know he was, uh, he was out. Like, I ran on the field, and I just kind of looked back and saw three was that quarterback. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> what do you say to the boys? What would you say after the game as one of the leaders on this team? And you've, been through these, you've been through these tough losses. so Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I for sure told them that, that uh, you know, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of uh, of this feeling, and that is definitely a, a gut check for us as a, as a team. And it's 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 time for everybody to look in the mirror and uh, and kind of self reflect and, and see how much you uh, how much you know you kind of you really care about this and how much you know you're gonna how much effort you're gonna put in the rest of the season to make sure that you don't have this feeling again. And uh, you know, as a, as a senior, as a leader, you know, it's 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 my job to kind of kind of do this and, and and try to help everybody, you know, keep themselves up, but know that you know we're we're super disappointed in this loss and that um, you know we'll, we'll bounce back. Here's BYU receiver Micah Simon. Now here's the head coach Kalani Sataki. Probably going to be out for a little bit, and uh, how long that is is, is uh, we still have to evaluate it and get some more um, opinions on it and everything, but. Yeah, so that's we'll have to be ready for that. Play for overtime. In the um, after the fumble, after Chaz's strip. Yeah, I thought there was enough time. I mean, a little under a minute. We had three timeouts, and um, you know, we've been throwing the ball pretty well and, and getting some some yardage on them, and, and so uh, just really wanted to, with the time left and the amount of timeouts that we had. I thought it was good for us to go for it. And, uh, Obviously, they made a big play on it and got the interception, and that cost us. So uh, that, that was uh, we have a lot of work to, to get done in the next you know, bye week, so we've got to evaluate a lot of things and look at it and, and get better before we go to South Florida for the next game. The team looked like it was inconsistent on both sides. You have stretches where they played really well and stretches mm-hmm. where they, they kind of struggled and credit to you know, Toledo for some of that, but how do you kind of build on that and try and get those, those consistent stretches it's been kind of the issue you had is the inconsistency on on you know in all three phases basically and so we we had some missed field goals today and um, although we had some good returns uh, we just never really could generate momentum even though when we had it we seemed to give it up quite a bit and you give credit to Toledo they made some plays they made more plays than we did you know and obviously the score shows it but uh, I thought it was a tough battle but they they converted on fourth downs we didn't you know and um, they made their field goals we didn't and so you know, looking at, at uh, evaluating all of it, I think as a coach, I, I need to do what's best for the team and then figure things out and try to get this so we're playing at our best against South Florida. And that, that really means everything that we have to look at and evaluate. They do stuff differently in the second half uh, offensively where you were unable to stop them, adjustments? No, I think, I think they did a, a lot of the similar things in the first half. They, they Pretty much the adjustments were maybe to throw the comebacks a little bit more and, and do a little bit more of the RPOs, but... Uh, you know, I, I thought they made more plays and, and it seemed like they just trusted the run game, kept trying to force-feed it to the running back. And, 
you know, we didn't do enough to really, I, I don't know what the exact stats were, but uh, we knew they were going to run the ball. We didn't do enough to really uh, force the issue and make them have to go to the, the air as much as we wanted. And that's something that we have to evaluate and make sure that we get it done next time. What's that emotion like on the sideline as a coach and players when you get the strip and then all of a sudden just one play later, later give it back and basically, you know, end up giving up, you know, that position? That's hard. I mean, but I mean, that's that's the game, right? They made the play, we didn't, and um, don't want to take anything away from Toledo. We we had some good support here. We we had some noise going for our defense, and uh, they're a really good team. You know, I think they're they're going to do some damage in their conference play, but um, we really didn't help ourselves with some of the mistakes that we made. And you know, that's something that that I have to address as head coach, and some things that we got to make sure that we play more consistent. That's what I. That's my job. I got to get that done. How different do you think the game would have gone had Jake made those two field goals? Did it affect the momentum or just mentality? I mean, it would have been nice to have a padded, uh, more score, you know, a bigger lead. But the truth is that um, nobody plays perfect. Our guys played with a lot of effort. They, they gave us everything they had. They had tons of energy. Uh, we just weren't able to capitalize and make plays. I think on, you know, trying to keep drives alive on 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 offense and then defense get them off the field. You know and we weren't able to do that consistently enough, and that's 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 what I got to get done. What did you tell him? What was you talking about? Well, he just wasn't. I mean, he wasn't kicking very well today, and and uh, you know we, we thought he was punting pretty good, but his his uh, field goals and stuff, the kicks just weren't there. So he went Skyler and the PATs and things like that. That's why we travel those two kickers just in case one of them doesn't do well. I think Jake was a little bit under under the weather, but still he we we, we expect him to make those kicks. Talk about what Darren did. I mean, you threw him in a, into a tough situation, needing to try and drive down for a touchdown. Talk about his his performance. At yeah, that point. it was a hard spot a spot to throw him into, you know. But he was ready for it, and he's got tons of confidence. And then uh, there's some things that we can do with him at the quarterback that that uh, gives us a, a little bit of an advantage. But uh, you know, I'm glad we have another week to get ready because it looks like he's probably going to be the guy going against South Florida. Throughout practice this week, did you have any sense that you guys would come out this flat or just just one of those things? On offense? I thought defensively we came out. I, I don't think the flat thing was really a whole – you can't say that about the whole team, you know. that uh, Offense didn't score enough points and, and defense was doing good in the beginning. And uh, halftime we felt good about about what we are doing defensively. We just couldn't generate enough enough momentum as a team. So uh, the energy was there. The guys were playing hard. I don't, I don't think flat is the right word to use. Anything else? What, what did you say to him after this game? Oh, we just got to go back to work. I mean, I told him how much I loved him and, and how much I appreciated how how uh, the effort they gave today. But we got to get better, and um, this is this is one of those things where the guys give us everything they have, and we've got to make the good decisions on on as a coaching staff to make sure that we're playing more consistent. There's Kalani Sataki after a really disheartening loss at Toledo. The drops them to two and three and it's really hard to see him get to eight and four. I know I've been talking about that as a goal and it was doable when they were two and two. Um, but I think it's gonna be really hard to beat Boise State. And there's some other games out there that look tough, too. I think the Utah State game looks hard. I think that South Florida now with a backup quarterback, I don't know what to expect when they go to USF. So it's, uh, you know, it's an issue. It's a problem. Um, but no matter how bad it is, things turn around if you win your next game. Ask the Utes. That was a horrible loss at USC, but they went out and dominated Washington State. 14-13 late in the second quarter. They get a touchdown before the half. They outscore them 17-0 in the second half, and they get the win. And it's a good win for the Utes. They looked really good over the final uh, 30, 35 minutes or so of that game. Let's start with the players and their postgame thoughts. Tyler Huntley, Francis Bernard, and Jalen Johnson. 
Tyler, you balled out today. I mean, what was what was going on with you? Our defense, they got us the ball back. Francis, you were one of the people that got the ball back. What was it like to get that interception late in the game? Man, I, I was watching film all week, and as soon as I saw both dudes, number twos, go in, I was like, oh, yeah, this is coming right to me. So I bailed out. Quarterback was looking at me through it, and I was like, yep, just make the most of my opportunity. Do you guys have a chip on your shoulder after what happened last week? I mean, honestly, we always had a chip on our shoulder. I mean, honestly, I take that personal as a defensive back. I mean, we didn't have our best showing, but I mean, we were the same team. We always been fighting. We're just being the same team. We always been. Did you guys get a sense that this week was going to be different in practice, Jalen? I mean, did you get a yeah. sense that you guys were able to flush that game last week? Yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, we couldn't sit there and soak. The game was what it was. I mean, we just came out, try to get better, and do what we did tonight. Ty, what's your favorite thing about Andy Ludwig's offense? There's a lot of things you can put into that, but uh, he he's great at what he's been doing. You know. He he's been around the game so long. He's so attention to detail, and that's what makes our offense great. Jalen, you always obviously had a mix of defensive approaches. Can you kind of describe how it all came together for you guys tonight? I mean, we know what we were going up against. I mean, he threw for nine touchdowns last week. So, I mean, we we're going to get opportunities as a secondary and as a defense in general. So, I mean, it wasn't nothing too fancy. It was just go out there and execute the game plan, play man-to-man -man like we always do, and just execute. Tyler, until the fourth, you guys had every single one of your drives go past midfield. What was it from you side or their defense that let you kind of get as, as far as you did, as consistently as you did? Uh, we did a good job of taking every play at a time. Uh, Couple drives we want to get back, but was was progressing as the game went on. Francis, are you surprised you were able to shut down the nation's top passing attack as severely as you did? No. Um, <laughs> It's kind of like what Jalen said, you know, going into this week, we uh, we worked we worked our butts off. Um, going into this week, we went in with a chip on our shoulder, knowing what we're capable of. And so, you know, we put the time in this week. And, you know, we came out today and we we, put, we, we showed it. I told you we got gangsters on that side. That's true. saying that. Tyler, without Zach Moss, you guys had one of your best offensive games of the year. You really spread it around. Just kind of shows the depth that, uh, of this offense. Does it? No, we miss Zach Moss so much, but uh, the running backs, they're doing a great job of just stepping in, taking advantage of all their reps, and um, we know that we missing Zach, so we, we got to win another way. What was it like to be the reverse role tonight? You guys looked at looked like the top passing team, and they didn't. Was that you having a lot of fun chucking the ball around today? Yeah. <laughs> you talking about what opened that up? Is it? Uh, us just executing every play. That's about it. Is there an element of your performance you're most proud of? Uh, taking care of the ball. <laughs> there are the U players. Now here's the head coach, Kyle Whittingham. Okay, uh, great to see our guys rebound after a, a disappointing, tough loss last week. You know, I don't want to keep talking about that, but it was it was great to see our guys put a complete game together, uh, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, I thought Tyler was outstanding again. Um, he's playing. Uh, by far his best football since he's been a Ute, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now, in my opinion. 
Um, defense, that, that offense of uh, Washington State's potent and high-powered. They're getting 600 yards a game and 50-plus points, and to, and to hold them to uh, what we did tonight was was outstanding. And so it's uh, you know it's great to go into a bye week off of a win. You know you don't want to sit on a loss for two weeks, and so so that's another positive is uh, we got some momentum back in our favor. And uh, we'll go into this bye week, get some guys healed up, hopefully. You know, get our tailback back and and uh, get ready for the next one. So, questions? Now the defense obviously shut down their passing attack. What was maybe different against this air raid offense versus last week's? Uh, our secondary played much better, first of all. I mean, they, they, and they were – they had a uh, – uh, they had some, re- you know, they wanted redemption this week because they didn't. We didn't play well back there last week, and uh, we know we're better than that. And this week they came out with a purpose. Uh, give credit to Coach Scally and the defensive coaches. They had a great plan. Uh, showed them some looks that uh, we haven't showed before. I'm sure they've seen them at some point, but we we had not showed the looks, and and uh, it was, uh, you know, it worked. It was it was outstanding, and Andy and the offense uh, outstanding, and the you know the best defense tonight was our offense. They just kept moving the football and moving the chains and making first downs. I don't know how many first downs. I mean, it had to be close to 30 and uh, you know, 30-something points. So that was a lot of production out there offensively. And like I said, it was a team win. It was all, all three phases uh, clicking. How would you describe how Morgan mixed things up and gave them? Well, mixed up a bunch of zone and man. Uh, three-man rush, four-man rush, predominantly three-man rush tonight. But uh, kept things in front of us a lot better than we did a week ago. And uh, just had them off balance. Had some nice blitzes that we haven't shown before that uh, that got some pressure, and uh, we made plays. I mean, that play Julian Blackman made uh, down on the goal line, uh, open field tackle on fourth down. That was a heck of a play, and we were making those plays all night. For, uh, Francis Bernard, a uh, huge interception. Uh, Jalen Johnson had an interception. There's just a lot of a lot of good things going on out there tonight. The focus wants to still almost get a 200 yards of rushing. It was a lot about your. He does. He does. Have O line and the and the backs that. Uh, contributed tonight, Devin Brumfield and and Devonta Henry Cole and Jordan Wilmore. So it's a you know it's next man up like we always say. And you know we, we would love to get Zach back and hopefully you know we're fairly confident we'll have him for the next game. And so uh, that'll be you know make us that much more potent running the football. But but when he's not there, the other guys got to pick up the slack, which they did. And a credit to the offensive line. The focus and execution really on both sides of the ball seemed to be kind of next level tonight. What was this week of preparation and practice? like like for your squad. It was great. It was it was uh, complete. Uh, they were all dialed in. We have great, great leadership on this team and the players, uh, you know, the leaders on the team made sure that just like they do every week it wasn't anything that we haven't had a bad week of practice ever, you know, since way back in spring ball and so it's not like we we've had bad practices but they were they were very sharp this week and and uh, I think our coaches did a nice job keeping them fresh. You know, we weren't out there for a long time. You know, we get the work done and get off the field, but uh, it's just a matter of them digesting uh, the game plans on both sides of the ball and then going out and going out and executing it. We we're also much more uh, penalty free tonight and we were we still had a you know a decent amount but nothing like last week. So that was good to see. And we took care of the football. I don't think we turned it over, did we? Zero turnovers. So and uh, you know we're we're amongst the nation's leaders in uh, turnover margin, which is always a good thing as well. Is this the kind of offense that you imagined when you brought Andy exactly. back? And, and if so what what about tonight maybe specifically stands out? Yeah when we brought Andy back uh, this is exactly what we envisioned. Uh, uh, we've got a, a, an offense that, that begins with a run game, which opens up everything else. The action pass off of the run game. Uh, Tyler, you know, moving him around with bootlegs on the, you know, changing his launch point and uh, running the QB. 
occasionally, you know, not a ton, but occasionally. And, uh, you know, it's exactly, you know, what we had hoped to have happen, and, and it's happening. So we hope to keep it going. That's the key. Coach, you talked about Tyler's progression. What has impressed you the most about his progression to this point? Uh, I don't know if there's any one thing, but I can tell you right now, he's the team leader. He's the leader of this football team. He's uh, he's doing things at practice you know, that you want to see your quarterback do. He's taking charge. He's he's making sure guys are you know lined up right and doing right things. And and uh, he's just he's just a field general. He's acting like a field general right now, which is what you want on your quarterback. Lady in the fur coat, you got a question? <laughs> you? No. no? Okay. Oh, I have glasses. Oh, okay. I'll grab those in a minute. <laughs> Say anything about Cubby's future? Yeah, uh, Cubby's future is bright, I can tell you that. Um, whether or not he resumes play this year is up in the air right now. Went through the first four weeks. As you all probably could tell, he wasn't himself. I mean, he's just not who he is. He's, he doesn't have that lightning quickness and speed that make him the weapon that that uh, he was prior. And so his, uh, he was not feeling real great this week at all and, and uh, just wasn't going to be ready to play physically. And We had a conversation. Uh, we're going to take this thing week by week. We'll see where he is in a few weeks. We'll see where we are. Uh, redshirting is not out of the question, but it's certainly not uh, a definitive uh, decision right now. You know, it's a, we got to do what's best for him and what's best for the team. And so, uh, you know, we'll see how his his health comes around and, and along and, and where we're at and where we're positioned in the next few weeks. And, and at some point, there'll be a point of no return, probably another two or three games beyond now that we'll make it a, a final decision. Amadelio Lassini was dressed tonight. Is there yeah, he looks huge. There? Doesn't he look good in that uniform? He looks great, man. Yeah, That's gigantic. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Bam update. We we got the uh, the information back from the uh, the NC2A. He's going to have one less year than we thought. He's going to have uh, one year, two years to play one essentially, uh, but no mandatory sit out. You know there could have been a mandatory sit out. So we're very pleased that the NC2A didn't instill that. Which means the bottom line, he can play four games this year not have it count and then full season next year so he's going to be in the rotation right now we're going to get him you know practicing with the travelers uh, we got what seven games left plus hopefully some more and so we'll get him up to speed in the next few weeks then pick our four games and pick our spots that we want to utilize him and then again he'll be a senior next year as well so so that worked out as probably as good as we could have hoped for i wish it wouldn't have taken as long but but it really is not a factor because the way it shook out, we'll be able to maximize his uh, abilities uh, to the most for this year. Samson Nakua filled in for Britain. What do you think of his game tonight? I thought Samson did a nice job. He did have one drop. At least I think it was a drop. I have to see the replay, see if the DB got a hand in there. But but Samson's a, a very good football player, and and I was on him all week, telling him this is his time. You know, this is your time, Samson, and and you need to rise up. And he's got a ton of ability. He's six three plus and two hundred pounds, and runs well, and has a really good feel for for getting open in space. And so he contributed. Uh, Brian Thompson's starting to be emerge. As a, as a real threat. I think you saw that. Uh, but anyway, back to Samson. Yeah, proud of Samson and what he did tonight. Coach, you mentioned the, the clean game as far as turnovers. What about the bounce back from a penalty standpoint? Yeah, what do we have tonight? I couldn't tell you what we had. Somebody regurgitate that. 9 4. 87. Still too many, but it's not 16 for a million. And so that's a lot better. And I, I was penalty free tonight, thank goodness. But. Uh, yeah, much better on that front. You'd like 
you know, you like zero, it's never going to happen. If you're five or six for 50, 60 yards, you're doing a good job in the penalty department. Coach, Washington State only held the ball for about 60 seconds in the third quarter. I can see you. Washington State only held the ball for about 60 seconds in the third quarter. Right. I can see you smiling from the press box. Yes. Uh, is that exactly the kind of game plan you want to do? To a team, exactly. And that's, and that's not being conservative. That's our offense. We were running that offense wide open. You know, we are throwing the ball and doing everything we needed to do. But we were controlling it and making first downs. And uh, as I told our team going into the game, you know, our best defense this week is going to be a great offense and, and moving the chains and keeping that offense on the sidelines because it's, it's one of the best in the country. You guys were really effective on third downs, especially on third and longs. Yeah. You've been on the other side of that as recently as last week. How deflating is it to have a, a team on the other side think they have a team in check and then to have their offense? Yeah, it is deflating for a defense. You get them in third and 10, 12, 14, and, and let them off the hook. That, uh, that's that, – uh, is not good and and uh, deflates you, and so we were able to uh, our own selves convert some third and longs, and also I think we held them really in check with their third down conversion percentage tonight. I think we were really good on third down defensively. I, again, I haven't seen the numbers, but my guess is it was it was a pretty good number. You held them scoreless in the second half. Anything different maybe in the second half defensively that you guys did? Well, only playing that 60 seconds in the third quarter was the first thing. And then in the fourth quarter, didn't play much either. You know, the offense had a couple nice long drives, and so so uh, it was very, I don't know how many snaps we played in the, in the second half, but it probably wasn't over 25, I would guess. But how many snaps did we play defense total? 71. Okay, so... I think there's like 63, sorry. 63, that's better. That's a better number. There are the Utes after a win over Washington State. We're going to take a break. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines. Stay with us.